morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, November 7th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. We have been in the middle of a sermon series about Psalm 23, and now we're focusing on the part that says that we are a people who will fear no evil. So before we get to our passage from John's gospel, let's begin with prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, as we go into the world where there is much destruction and evil around us, where we can see pain and we can see hurt, may we be people who are not afraid to do what you have called us to do. May we be people being who are willing to go where you have called us to be, knowing that you are there alongside us every moment. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Our passage today is from John's Gospel. It's the 17th chapter, verses 1 through 15. After Jesus had spoken these words, he looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, so that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all people, to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. So now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had in your presence before the world existed. I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me I have given to them, and they have received them, and know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf. I am not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them in your name that you have given me. I guarded them, and not one of them was lost except the one destined to be lost, so that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I'm coming to you. And I speak these things in the world so that they may have my joy made complete in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I am not asking you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to protect them from the evil one. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. Tara, how are you, and what has been bringing you joy lately? Hmm, I think I'm good. I'm a little sleepy. We're recording this on a Wednesday morning. Um, And what's been bringing me joy? Uh, Is it terrible that I can't think of anything right off the bat? No. 
No, yeah. No, it's just life it's just sometimes. been uh, it's just been life. What about yeah. you? Uh, I think uh, this past Sunday we had trunk or treat, and I just love seeing kids in costumes. And the fact that there was rain on the radar all week, and then the rain disappeared for, yeah. for the afternoon, but then it actually came back, but then it left in time. So providential. It was, it was, I think it started pouring rain at 2.50 and stopped at 2.59, and we started at 3. I mean, it was it was pretty fantastic. Yeah. Other than us getting soaked while we were waiting. I do like seeing adults in costumes, too. That's true. And to see their creativity is, like, so fun. Did you have a favorite adult costume from the... I'll tell you what I had that was a favorite, and I'll tell you why. So the good ones dressed up as pickles. Uh But the thing that I love about that is Dave Goodwin walked around to everyone and was like, do you have what you need? Do you have enough candy? Do you have water? It was so thoughtful, and it wasn't once. It was the whole time. And I just, I was really moved by that thoughtfulness. Yes. So. Plus he was dressed as a pickle. I mean, (laughs) so good. Uh, but to our to our scripture, uh, is this a prayer that Jesus is doing? And if so, what's the context surrounding that prayer? It is a prayer. So in John's gospel, this is the final prayer before crucifixion. There's no garden of Gethsemane in John's gospel. And this prayer is often referred to as a high priestly prayer, meaning that it's very formal. Mm-hmm. It's very um, detailed. It would have been, a, you know, uh, the way I imagine it is like eyes closed, head bowed, on knees. It's very formal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is divided, the passage that we read, really into two parts. The first five verses are um, Jesus talking about who God is, who God is to him. Um, Jesus knows that people have come to know God more through Jesus, and it is his prayer that that'll continue. And then the last part, 6 through 15, is this section that's really about what Jesus hopes for his disciples. And what he hopes is that knowing of God will continue and that they will be unified and that God will protect them. Hmm. I also want to note that this is a prayer that's given for all the faithful, all the faithful at that time, all the faithful that will come, all the faithful who are here today. This is Jesus's prayer for all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really a good, um, I think, a good explication of Jesus's mission, that he came to glorify God, and then he hopes that we will keep up the work mm. when he's gone. What stands out to you about this prayer? Yeah, when you were talking about the uh, the priestly prayer, I was thinking, you know, this prayer feels uh, like almost like a prayer to the people that that you yeah. or I would give in, in a service. Of it is praying for these things, but it's been it's been thought about, it's been written down. It's it is it is a continuation of the word that had been proclaimed earlier. You know, yes. there's kind of a, a, a motif running, and it's and it's for um, it's for not only the person giving it and and God, but also the people who are hearing it and receiving Absolutely. it as well. Uh, whereas, uh, you know, as you've talked about, we don't have the Garden of Gethsemane, but the prayers in that are purely before Jesus. And, 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 yes, and, they're and, very and private. They're very private. They are they're deeply personal. They are they are filled with pain. Um, and uh, and then kind of, I think it's lovely that we have these two depictions of prayer uh, for Jesus, prayer functions in different ways throughout our life and and this this one has a priestly prayer um 
And that's the first thing I thought about. And this, Who knows what the second is? <laughs> I so well, I can interject. Yeah, please, please save me, Terry. <laughs> I get a lot of questions um, about how to pray. And, you know, mm-hmm. there are different formats. But for me, I always start a prayer by stating who God is. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jesus does here. Mm-hmm. This is who you are, God. This is who you've called me to be. And then this is what I'm asking and what I'm hoping for. And I don't do that restating because God needs to hear it. I do it to remind me of who God is, Mm -hmm. to put me in the right frame of mind for the prayer. And Mm -hmm. I think Jesus does that here. That's a good model for that, Mm -hmm. Um, that, you know, he has been sent, that the hour has come. This is all a part of God's plan because God is that powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and then he moves into... um, So now we know who God is. Verse 6, there's the transition into, and here's who your people are and what I pray for them. Mm -hmm. And I do think it's a good model for us to use in just everyday lives. It's it's lovely because um, if we think about this, as you've talked about the context of where where we are at in Jesus' life, it shows Jesus' love and care for us uh, and and all things of even in this... um, moment of absolute despair in his own life that this is what he's concerned about uh that the that the faith of the faithful that those who are feeling lost that those who um are feeling uh like there's evil all around them that jesus is praying to god uh for those people to feel known for those people to be known because he knows, uh, especially, you know, he prays at one point for his, specifically for his disciples. So he knows it's going to be really, 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 really hard for these people without him. Yeah. Uh, and so those, that is what's on his heart in this moment. Uh, and he gives that to God and he gives that to us. Mm. We'll end with a quote from St. Augustine who has said, I'm sorry, who has written, whether we realize it or not, prayer is the encounter of God's thirst with ours. God thirst that we may thirst for him. Thank you all for being with us. We'll be back again on Wednesday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.